South Alabama with a weekend recruiting haul. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day-ish. I'm your host, David Schultz, and what a weekend it was for South Alabama, and I think we need to put this into perspective. The Jaguars now have nine commits for the class of 2024, heading into uh, last year, actually, for the class of 2023, not heading, but head for the class of 2023, although they did add a bunch of transfers and are up to about 25 new players incoming in the fall. Uh, with the transfer portal, they only had 15 freshman commits. They already have nine as of right now, and it's before July. So, and the other thing is they are staying local. A lot of kids in the Mobile, Baldwin County uh, areas, and that is huge because that's what Kane Womack said there, and there is plenty of talent in those areas from, you know, Theodore and Baker and McGill Tulin and Sarah Land and um, oh, Fairhope, sorry. Uh, and we've got some others. So we will talk about those uh, as well because it is, it's really impressive because it just, it was boom, 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 boom. Following uh, AL.com South Alabama Jaguars beat writer, Craig Stevenson, he'd finish one story posting one commit and another kid would commit online and he have to post that one. So much for a, a quiet Sunday. For Craig to watch uh, his Braves. I think they were playing the Reds. It was a great, it was a great weekend series. Uh, Braves taking two out of three, but that was fun baseball. Anyways, uh, let's talk about some of these commits. The first one, not the first one, but maybe the big one is Jared Hollins. He's the quarterback from MGM, Mary G. Montgomery and Sims. Uh, he is listed as an athlete, 6'4", 185. He doesn't have any star rankings right now, so maybe the rankings aren't all that high for uh, South Alabama uh, overall, but I think he's generally considered a three-star MGM made the playoffs for like, I think the first time in like 20 years last year. And so they are, uh, you know, on the upswing them specifically. And it was a good thing to see. It was a good thing to see um, them go after an MGM quarterback and I get them. And so that is, you know, you can only get so many quarterbacks because you got to get one. But if you get too many, right, they're all going to transfer. So you do have to get one. And obviously, you know, they do have a quarterback from last year's class. He's already on campus. And, you know, you, you need to get some all the time. It'd be nice to get two. Alabama seems to get two. But we'll see how many of those guys last. All right. Uh, so that was uh, the big one. Let's see here. He he re- does rate it. Uh, Reading Craig Stevenson, Hollins, a rated a three-star prospect by 24-7 Sports, also has scholarship offers from North Carolina State, sorry, NC State, Boston College, and Marshall. I mean, those are two power five schools, and, you know, obviously Marshall could be a Sunbelt power as well. Uh, and sometimes kids just want to go away, right? Sometimes kids uh, don't want to stay home. They don't want to be local. Uh, they do want something new. They want fresh scenery or for whatever reason. But in this case... Uh, Hollins is staying close to home. So they do have their quarterback for the class of 2024. All right. We did get a couple of 
St. Paul linemen coming. Uh, one is another school that's got a ton, always has a ton of talent. Uh, Asher Hale, St. Paul's offensive lineman, 6'5", 300 pounds. Now, he is he's going to be next year's class, right? If we go back to last year's class and maybe into the transfer portal, then you see a little bit more when it comes to South Alabama. Let's see if we got it there. Uh, because uh, now all of a sudden you got two kids from St. Paul playing on uh, – it is Lucas Taylor who went to St. Paul. So Lucas Taylor – is he went uh, he went to Mississippi State, transferred, and now he's with South Alabama. He could see some playing time this year, you know. Although I think that it's have to be rotated in because I think that line is is pretty solid uh, as it is. But now you're going to have you know a couple of uh, St. Paul's linemen on uh, South Alabama's line. And for those who don't know, St. Paul's is generally a running football team, and you know basically they have this huge offensive line year in and year out. And you could, it's kind of one of those things, we're running to the left, we're running to the right, and you can't stop them because they have huge offensive linemen and generally very good tailbacks. And a lot of times they're just running right up the gut. See if you can stop. And it'll be good to have a couple of local products on the line for uh, South Alabama. All right, let's continue down uh, the list. Let me get back to, probably should have had two, two windows open. Let's get back to 2024. It is Locked On, Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. South Alabama with a huge recruiting haul. Again, they only had 15 commits in the class of 2023. Now, again, they've added about 10 players to that, maybe a little bit more down the road. Uh, but for the most part, they they're bringing in 25 new players. But they only had 15 new freshman commits. They already have nine for 2024. All right. Elsewhere, uh, locally, Kevin Norwood out of uh, Theodore, defensive lineman, 6'3", 290. Theodore had a fantastic year uh, last year. They actually beat Sarah Land in the regular season game. That allowed them to host Sarah Land in the playoffs. And in the semifinals, Sarah Land won that ballgame. But Theodore always has a ton of talent. And Kevin Norwood is joining South Alabama. All right, also, uh, Logan Jolenbeck. Offensive tackle, big guy, out of Foley. That's still considered local to the, uh, I guess, in Baldwin County. 6'6", 330 pounds. Uh, so that is, what is that? That is three local guys uh, so far out of the nine. Uh, and that's another big offensive lineman. As we know, Kane Womack, for the most part, likes to be able to run the football, controlling the clock. What he did last year a couple of times, the Danian Webb just kind of running it down people's throats. And it's teams like Georgia Southern, could not stop them. And that's an easy way to either, you know, win a football game at the end, kick a field goal if necessary, or, you know, run out the clock and tack on a score uh, as an additional uh, insurance. And, you know, when the teams are exhausted with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and you get a couple of first downs and all you're doing is running the football and everybody knows you're running the football, it's that much more uh, impressive. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see who else we got here. These guys are not, not exactly sure where a couple of these guys are, but those were, so those were the four guys that were local, all right? This may be a good time to uh, take a break. So we'll check out the rest of uh, the recruiting class. Again, seven of the nine of these guys uh, committed over the weekend. I mean, it was like one right after the other. And again, just to reiterate, 
and to belabor the point for sure, South Alabama had 15 commits all of last year, 2023, or for, as it turns out for all of this season. Uh, they already have nine commits. So you would think they would get, you know, a handful more. And heading into the season, they'll be in the same spot where they finished up last year. So that is really uh, impressive. All right, uh, let's take a timeout. We'll go over more of the South Alabama uh, recruiting hall when we get back on a Locked on Sunbelt. But first, let me tell you a little bit. When we do it, of FanDuel. There we go. <laughs> uh, all right, let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. Don't miss out on your chance to snag a, a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Maybe I'll do it. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A little bit over the weekend. Baseball betting is not my thing. I'd much rather do the futures for college football. I think that's a a little bit more up uh, my alley. Speaking of that, I'm high, very high on South Alabama over seven and a half. I mean, that's someone knows something more than me because I don't agree with that at all. I mean, I do agree with it. I think the line's too low. It should be closer to 10 as far as I'm concerned. I think you're getting really good value at seven or uh, seven and a half or eight for the South Alabama Jaguars. All right, Dave Schultz back at it. Locked on Sunbelt, your team uh, every day. Let's see, just turn uh, that off. Oop. And we got to turn my name back on. Uh, there we go. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, South Alabama with a weekend haul over uh, the weekend. We told you about the four local guys that are in uh, the class. They got, uh, let's see here, Kevin Norwood out of Theodore. You got Asher Hale out of St. Paul's. Logan Jolenbach out of Foley. And the quarterback for the class, at least for now, Jared Hollins out of MGM uh, Montgomery, although he's listed it on 24-7 as an athlete, 6'4", 185. Elsewhere in the class, let's see who else committed this weekend. You got, uh, which is a great name, Achilles Woods, uh, edge rusher out of Decatur, Alabama, still staying in state, uh, I guess, out of Austin High School, 6'4", 250. That's pretty good size for a 17-year-old. 6'4", 250, being uh, an edge rusher, going to be in his senior year of college, or senior year of high school. That is going to be impressive. Uh, also committing, uh, when I say the weekend, I guess maybe it was Friday, a Marion Fortenberry out of Columbia, Mississippi. Safety, six foot 170, also pretty good size for a teenager. Uh, he's out of Columbia High School. Uh, the uh, Jaguars are going to need help with the safety moving forward. They are pretty much covered 
for uh, this uh, season. And then out of uh, St. Augustine, high in uh, New Orleans, Charles Gurley III, cornerback, 6'2", 180. See, a lot of these guys are pretty good size for, for high school kids. A lot of times you see them at, you know, used to anyways, you know, like Gurley would be 6'2", 165, right? And he's got room to add to the frame. He probably does have more room to add to this frame. Like maybe see him 190, uh, you know, and a safety, maybe get up there to 185, 190. Uh, you don't want to slow them down too much. 20 pounds is a lot, but they can all uh, fill out a little bit, but not nearly what uh, they used to. Plus these offensive linemen are already 300 and 6'6 and 330. Certainly they're going to get into better shape when they get into college, but these are pretty good sized guys coming to uh, the group of five. They'd be, they'd be good size for, you know, power five schools, you know, Achilles Woods, six, four, two fifty. That's really impressive. All right. That's really impressive. All right. Running back Jamari McClure also uh, committed on Sunday out of Goshen or Goshen, Alabama running back. Another good size, a little short, but that's the kind of way you want your running backs five ten, and built like a brick wall, one ninety. So that is good size as well. And then elsewhere, let's see here. Uh, we had who are the guys that did it? Oh, Kevin Norwood didn't commit over the weekend. He's local. So he committed uh, last week. I'm sorry. And you do have a Parker Shattuck out of the Grange, Georgia athlete, 6'2, 215 pounds. And I think that's about it. So, yes. Yeah, so that is nine guys one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a nice, solid class. Good start for uh, Kane Womack, who was. You know, it feels like it was intentional last year. They didn't have a whole lot of guys in the class, obviously. Uh, more than, you know, they're more than 50% to where they were last year. And, you know, they're in good shape for uh, this coming up uh, class. Of course, the big question is, is if King Womack has a really good season, is he sticking around? That'll be for another discussion uh, for another time, but certainly somewhere along the way, if he has the kind of season that I think he's going to have, and if he has the kind of season, if he has a 10-win season with a bowl game, is he coming back? All right. If he has one of those special seasons where he knocks off Tulane and knocks off Oklahoma State, and all of a sudden is running through the Sun Belt, I'm not going to be the only one who says it. So uh, it would be not, you know, to have one of those years, like again, a couple years ago that Napier had, and then move on that that's the kind of thing that you're hoping for at, at South Alabama because now he's built the foundation, right? That's He's built that kind of foundation. All right, let's take one more time out. Uh, we'll be back to put a bow on it. It is Locked On Sunbelt, and I'm your host, Dave Schultz, your team every day. All right, again, thanks very much for sticking around. Uh, you know, we're a little bit on vacation, but we're still going to do uh, the podcast when we can. Uh, tomorrow we'll have like, a Cajuns one. Uh, they landed a quarterback as well, local product. So that's pretty good. We're almost at 300 subscribers. That is insane for what it was to what it is now. And if we can get it to 500 by, you know, say kickoff, right? It'd be nice if it was August, but, you know, let's not be greedy because uh, it's not that far away. But if we can get 500 by the week before, the first game or the week of the first games, which is the week before week of Labor Day, I guess, or the week before Labor Day, uh, it would be amazing. So again, thank you so much. If you ever see it on YouTube, like it, share it. Uh, you can get all of the podcasts on your audio podcast as well, wherever you get them, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeart, all of them. All right. And so I really appreciate that uh, as well. And if you are an Apple podcast, please rate and review 
that is a big help uh, as well. All right, uh, Dave Schultz wrapping up another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. And Kane Womack is doing, is, is you know, busting moves, if you will. It's an impressive start to uh, the class. Getting a QB is huge. Getting these guys to commit now is huge. And again, if you can, you would think if you get nine guys, you know, in June, and if you can get another handful of guys by the time the season starts, you're in good shape moving forward. Let's, I mean, let's see when, let's go back to last year and see when some of these guys committed because, well, that says enrolled. It doesn't say, it says status. It says enrolled. I just wanted to see when they committed, it says signed. I was hoping, I was hoping it would, it would tell us when they uh, committed uh, last year, but you know, South Alabama is headed in the right direction. It would be nice to be honest with you. And it is tough. I understand that. I don't have solutions for it. You know, they compete with Alabama and Auburn. It is what it is. Cajuns have LSU. They got to deal with, but it would be nice. And this is the year right? Although the Troy game is on the road, Cajuns game is in Mobile. That if this team can somehow get off to a two and one start, God forbid they start out three and out. God forbid they go to Tulane and they go to uh, Oklahoma State and they win those ball games. And then all of a sudden you're top 20 team. It'd be nice to see, you know, 20,000 fans on a regular basis at Hancock Whitney Stadium. That's, that's the one thing that this is missing. Uh, the, the stadium opened up during COVID. So that's in 20. The next year, which I believe would have been Kane's first year, right? 21, he's going into year three. There was weather issues every single game. Can't do anything about that, right? It, it either rained during the day or it was going to rain. It just didn't look good. The weather did not cooperate, all right? Then the Senior Bowl moved there, and it was cold on that day, the first time it was. And then, uh, you know, last year, they were really good, and you're just competing against Alabama and Auburn. The Troy game may have quelled quashed i'm not sure i'm using those words correctly uh the excitement for the ball games i mean they get a good crowd right they're getting you know fifteen thousand or so stadium can hold about 24 so it would be nice students do a great job and i will say just the way the stadium is done compared to what they do with the raging cajuns honestly right the raging cajuns put the student section put the students in like two sections so then you span across or pan as the word is pan across you know, the sections on the visiting side and it looks empty, right? Also, it's a much bigger stadium. But nonetheless, if you put, you know, two or 3,000 students across the whole thing, maybe, you know, you're only seeing in the top 10 row or the, uh, you know, bottom 10 rows and you're seeing a bunch of people. Well, for the, for South Alabama, that's what they do. They put the students right behind the visiting uh, team. Uh, it's, it's from the 20 to the 20. Those sections are always filled and it looks great on TV. Now, if you get the rest of the stadium filled, it looks good as well. Basically, mostly that upper deck on uh, the visitor side, because I, I believe for the most part, you know, under behind the Jaguars, uh, behind the Jaguars uh, bench, uh, that's where all the, you know, that's where the suites are. That's where the money people are, you know, so they're going to get the good seats and they're going to fill it up, you know, for the most part. But it'd be nice just to take it to the next level. You know, if you're drawing 15 to 18,000, can you get it to you know, 20, 22,000, because it's not that big, right? It's a nice size for a group of five, right? We're not talking about 50,000 or 40,000 or 30,000. But if they can get it to 20 to 25,000, that would be a nice lift. And again, this is the kind of season where you're doing it with. You are returning almost everybody. Some key guys are being lost. I understand that. But when you're returning, like, 
18 out of 22 starters plus like 30 year old punter or something like that, you know, you have to uh, take it to the next level. I really, I really believe that. All right. Uh, all right. We will uh, do a Cajuns show tomorrow talking about their quarterback and what we're looking forward to in their season as well. Once again, I am your host, Dave Schultz. Thank you so much for listening and watching to uh, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.